0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: Tony Katz. it's Kendall and Casey. The Amber and Nigel show. All right, well, when does your
2: show start? Do we know? I feel like I've been promoting this for nine years
1: now. This is the Tony Kinnett Cast on 93 WIPC. Good evening
2: and welcome to the Tony Kinnocast here on 93.1 FM out of Indianapolis, as well as the live streams on Twitter X and YouTube.com slash W.I.B.C. There is a lot to get to. But first, I would like to congratulate all of you for making it to the circus. It's a lot of work. I know throughout the week, uh, just so many things going on. You may not get a chance to have gone out for Valentine's Day. Maybe you were stuck with the kids. Maybe you were stuck at work maybe you were stuck at your kid's work, Um, any of those situations can apply. So as a service this evening for you, I would like to show you a little bit of fun at the circus and oh dear, sweet heavens, it's so bad. It's the worst thing I have seen in a very, very long time. So before we get to the circus in Georgia, we have to talk about the the pre-show, the the opening band, and that is out of Washington. So following the three shootings that happened in the last two weeks, one that occurred uh, at Lakewood in uh, Houston, Texas, in which a pro-Palestinian migrant transgender person, Uh, brought her son to the Lakewood megachurch with Joel Joel Osteen's church, pulled out an AR-15 and and tried to shoot members of the congregation. Um, The AR-15 had a sticker on it that said Free Palestine. Uh, The other two shootings that occurred this week, one was in New York City, and that was when uh, an individual Uh, pulled out a handgun and tried shooting people on the subway platform. And then another individual as well also pulled out a handgun and tried shooting people on the subway platform. Uh, Then in St. Louis, an individual uh, who was suspected to be part of a family dispute of some sort, pulled out a handgun and started shooting people, including nine children. Now, the New York and the uh, Kansas City case... Uh, that we were talking about. I don't think I said St. Louis. I think I said Kansas City, the Kansas City and the New York City situations were not exactly the the typical white supremacist with an AR-15 situation that did not stop Karine Jean-Pierre from getting up in front of the nation and. And saying that the most important thing when it comes to the handgun violence that we're experiencing is, well, take a look for yourself.
3: We
4: need to ban assault weapons and high capacity magazines, require safe storage of guns, pass a national red flag law, enact universal background checks, and invest in proven solutions that reduce
2: violence. I'm going to tell you guys a secret. None of those things would have prevented the shooting in New York City. Uh, The shooting in Kansas City or, or, oh yeah, that's right, 97% of gun crimes in the United States. 3% of gun crimes in the United States involve a rifle. Not even half of that percentage is involving an AR-15, but 97%. The majority of this gun violence, by the way, which takes place in major cities like New York City, like Chicago, like San Francisco and Los Angeles, in which individuals illegally purchase handguns, and then use them on each other, often in situations involving illegal immigrants and gang violence. But yeah, of course, oh, those those AR-15s, oh, it's terrible. I have to tell you guys a secret. My AR-15 has never killed anybody, and it never will. Uh, number one, because I was raised properly, and so there's not a danger of me using a weapon on anyone in an illegal fashion. Uh, number two, uh, I actually understand how to safely store and secure firearms. And uh, that's just the way it is, folks. I I hate to break it to all of the the bleeding gun grabbers out there, bleeding heart liberal gun grabbers out there. That just ain't happening. It's 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 not going to be a thing in the United States anytime soon. You can, again, try to blame it as much as you want. But the more that this administration desperately props up. The three percent, really the one and a half percent of gun crimes in the United States, as though it is the ninety seven percent we're all very well aware of on the east side of Indianapolis or the south side of Chicago at three in the morning. Hmm. It's it's just not working as well as it used to. Well, speaking of not working anymore, uh, Fannie Wills, the district attorney of Fulton County in Georgia, is had a a rough day but the rest of us have had a really great day so a little bit of a history lesson here Fannie willis uh hired a prosecutor to go after former president donald trump because she says that trump tried to overturn the election in georgia in 2020 Uh, then it came out that Fannie willis uh, hired her lover who had very little to no prosecutorial experience in a rico case of any kind and not only stupped him on the taxpayer dime uh, but went on cruises and spent lots of taxpayer money on their love affair and so she got dragged before a judge today and uh, you know we've got a little little, couple of clips for you in fact I actually had to add two additional video slots for this first segment to a accommodate all of the shenanigans so l- let's see what uh district attorney fanny willis has to say My
4: whole life when i took out a large amount of money on my first campaign i kept some of the cash of that like to tell you i just have cash in my house i don't have as much today de-
2: oh that's uh that's fanny willis admitting to violating federal election law saying that she took money from her campaign funds and then uh just just kind of took some and kept it that's that's very illegal and so that's not even the main part of the trial that's just that's just a fun felony she decided to throw out there you would think a district attorney would actually know how the law works and wouldn't be stupid but you ain't you ain't see nothing yet check this out i think
4: we. Well, i very much want to be here so i'm not a hostile witness i very much want to be not here. so much
2: that you're hostile will should be an adverse witness your interests are opposed to mismerchants <laughs>
4: Merchant's
2: entrance are uh, contrary to democracy, your honor, not to mine. So, uh, again, she's, she's, (laughs) she's being questioned for having an affair with the prosecutor she hired to go after someone who she has repeatedly said on the air she's after for political means and so she's called a hostile witness because she was screaming at the lawyer at the judge at random people in the courtroom today i mean making a fool out of herself At a time when you really want to portray to the country that you have it all together, screaming at those in the room is not the best move. Uh, I'd I'd like to recommend the White House try that strategy with President Biden. But anywho, so Fannie Willis uh, was was referenced as a hostile witness. Now, that is a legal term, a hostile witness, one who is is making a specific point not to answer questions and to obstruct the proceedings of cross-examination, as well as other. Situations in the court that need to take place for a trial to commence on schedule and in accordance with state law. Fannie Willis does not know what a hostile witness is. The district attorney for the county that Atlanta resides in does not know the term hostile witness. She thinks that a hostile witness is when a witness like raises her voice. Oh dear God in heaven help us all! But that's not all, ladies and gentlemen. It gets even better.
4: It line.
0: is
2: It We're is gonna, a lie. Right, Mr. Mr. thank you. We're going to take five minutes. We'll be back in five. For those of you that are that are listening on the radio uh, or are uh, listening to the podcast later, please go back, find the live stream at youtube.com/slash/wybc, and watch Fannie Willis start waving documents around, yelling "You're lying!" so that the judge who's had enough just gets up and walks out of the courtroom she's so she's she's done uh other things from this trial so far that are fantastic she didn't know what uh what continent belize was on which is where she vacationed with her prosecutor lover um and asked the lawyer not to the prosecutor not to embarrass her um because she didn't know that belize was uh in north america and central america and not south america so that's fantastic there's one last thing i'm going to leave you with here before we go
0: (laughs) last area briefly
4: yes sir
3: you had contact with mr wade in the t- year 2020 correct
4: Ooh, um i had some contact with mr wade
3: would you explain
4: when you say some contact please tell us the cotton talk about 2020 i had some contact with mr wade in 2020 um, one of the reasons your allegations are so preposterous or Ms. Merchants, that you have joined is. Ma'am, I no, didn't no, 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 no. ask it's- you about the allegations. I asked you about your contact. That's all I ask you, okay? I appreciate that, that you want to say something. But I'm interested in did you have contacts with Mr. Wade in 2020? Here and your it comes. answer so far has been yes, correct? Very limited contact because um, Mr. Wade had a form of cancer that makes your allegations somewhat ridiculous. I, I do app- appreciate the characterization. I'm not going to emasculate a black man, but I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm sorry, what? I'm not going to emasculate a black man. Did you understand that?
2: It's all racism, ladies and gentlemen. Anytime you question an equity hire who doesn't know their job, it's racism. Ah, oh, super duper. We'll be right back with Bethany Mandel because Rolling Stone has brought its portion of the circus to town. Stick around. You're listening to the Tony Kinnacast on 93 WIBC.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
1: is the Tony Kinnett cast on 93 WIPC.
2: Hey, hey, welcome back to the Tony Kinnett cast here on 93 WIBC. If you've heard of the Rolling Stone, um, then you've probably visited a dumpster before. And that's because, like many left-wing outlets, the Rolling Stone is, in fact, a dumpster. And the latest example of this particularly interesting way of, of covering news and, and not at all being secretive about how you feel comes from an individual over at the Rolling Stone who wrote about uh, Bethany Mandel, who is the co-author of the best-selling book, Stolen Youth, also a homeschooling mom who uh, I get a lot of my strategies from, can't lie. Well, the new Rolling Stone article says, social media's cringiest conservative is running for school board as a Democrat. Well, we have that, I guess the cringiest conservative on social media here joining us. Good evening, Bethany.
3: Hi, how are you?
2: uh super, so uh first of all, congratulations on being Rolling Stone's cringiest social media conservative i I guess
3: thank you I, I I am a little surprised that it's me and not i don't know Candace Owens, Tucker Carlson right now talking about how great russia is, but right. i guess i'll I'll take it
2: it's It's very weird at the moment just to watch again of all of the the right wing pundits that they could have gone after on twitter and they're heading for you um and i i again i'm I'm looking for the the cringe factor here again the cringe factor usually when people are posting something that's like really over the top excuse me or really stupid for no reason um but like i'm looking at the stuff that you've posted in the last couple of years and it's it's just uh You talking very honestly just about being a mom and talking about education issues and general political stuff. But aside aside from, you know, Rolling Stones character attacks, why are they so freaked out about you running for school board as a Democrat?
3: Yeah, so it's funny. I, I mean, I I was under the assumption that I could identify as whatever I want, and I I am a registered Democrat. I've been a registered Democrat since 2021. I made that decision very strategically so I could vote in the primaries because that's what that's what matters here in the in the great, great, great blue county in the great blue state of Maryland where I live. Um, But it's it's wild to me that all of a sudden me participating to the best of my ability in democracy as a Democrat uh, is suddenly so awful. You kind of have to pick one either you you are the great defenders of democracy or you're not, but you, you can't, you can't be mad at someone for being a registered Democrat to play the game that you've made the rules for. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, the reason that they are feeling so threatened by me is because I'm (laughs) running for school board. They are so spooked at the idea of me running for school board. And I've, I've heard internally that there's a lot of panic within, you know, the, the democratic machine here uh, because Montgomery County residents are so upset with how the school board has been run and how the school district has been run that they're desperate enough to even vote for Bethany
2: Mando. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, and that's the funny thing is, is that the Democrats aren't confident enough that you not running is perhaps the traditional progressive Democrat. Um, I guess that voters might accidentally write your name on the ballot or, or check the box next to your name. That's the part that's always funny for, for me, at least, is is the idea that, well, uh, are you going to parrot the Democrat talking points? Yep. No. I mean, are you? Like Bethany, are you going to parrot the Democrat talking points in order to sneak into office?
3: No, no. And I think that they are so, um, they are so spooked because they know that the way that they've been running this district up until now has sent parents to a breaking point. Over COVID, it broke them. Um, but now the violence in the schools is so bad. Mm. The I mean, if you just look at the attendance and the enrollment numbers, um, parents are talking to the school district with their boots right now. And I think they're afraid they're going to start talking with their votes, too
2: so let's go into a little bit more depth on that because obviously violence in schools right now is kind of a national headline and uh you know that can mean a number of things in in montgomery what kind of violence are are you talking about here we're talking about like fights just outside by the school flagpole what's going on
3: there have been shootings there have been stabbings there was a headline last week that an eight-year-old was beat unconscious by a fellow classmate on the playground. Um, it's oh, so really- an
2: actual catastrophe and crisis.
3: Yeah, no, this this county is in really, really bad shape. There was a principal who was uh, who was just exposed by the Washington Post um, as being a predator against his colleagues, against teachers. Oh. And um, it took a lot to get that principal removed. He was lauded by the school board, lauded by the the. District, uh, the district superintendent, she ended up being forced to resign by the school district. But the whole board should go along with her. And instead Mm -hmm. of that, that, that board, uh, that superintendent has been given a golden parachute, and she has been replaced with an interim, who left her last job in a very similar manner. She was asked to leave and forced to leave and given a golden parachute and interim superintendents who are hired in a crisis like this are paid very handsomely, which oh, she of is. So, I mean, we're looking, we're looking at just this scandal alone over a million dollars, just lit on fire in a district. That's already spending $3.3 billion annually. And what are we getting for that as taxpayers? school the the scores the test scores are in the pits this used to be one of the best school districts in the country and now there are people who are making decisions on where to live and looking at those test scores and thinking this was not what i'm paying tax- property taxes for this is not worth it in the property taxes in the in the in the property you know value itself it's it's impacting property values
2: Right. And this is one of the things that, that deeply concerns me looking at how a lot of schools are spending their time and money. We're on with Bethany Mandel, who is running as a Democrat um, for the local school board election out there in Maryland. And the Rolling Stone was so upset by this. They wrote an entire article uh, stoking his fears that, oh, heavens, maybe these Democrats might actually accidentally hear some of Bethany Mandel's points and then possibly elect her to the school board. Oh, dear, sweet heavens. But I want to I want to point out that it's quite interesting how universal this is around the country. There was a teacher in central Indiana uh, who sent sexually explicit and sexually suggestive messages to um, students and that's just the stuff we could confirm tons okay. of extra stuff that had been passed down over this guy's tenure at the, at the particular school he was working at and found out later that a member of the school board uh, was getting complaints about this yep. individual for years. Same here. And just uh, and just did nothing, nothing yep. at all. And it's it really is a situation where people say, well, you got the staff member out. What else do you need? It's like, well, people don't understand how often school board members cover up for staff yep. in order to just pray it all away. Just really hope that everything just calms down and everyone will forget about it. And we'll go about our business again.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's the culture is the problem. Hmm. Um, and the culture here in Maryland and Montgomery County is just so rotted through that um, it's a really desperate situation and there's a lot of kids who are suffering. And, and he asked me for the piece, you know, would you send your, your kids to school if you were elected? And my answer was no. I, I have... three almost four school-aged children who are happy and thriving and if i were to send them to our locally zoned school which is my only option because school choice doesn't exist where i live and that's something that i'm running on as well that we should have an option of charter schools we should have options here uh we don't currently um if i were to send my children to the locally zoned school they would statistically almost certainly be the only children in each individual classroom who are doing reading and math on grade level. Oh that's, my goodness. That's not okay. I mean, at that school, I think 7% of children are reading and doing math on grade level, 7%. And that's just proficient. That's that's just okay. Um, what What is my gifted almost second grader gonna do who's reading at a fourth grade level? What is he gonna do in that classroom?
2: It's 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 just unconscionable. It really yeah. is. Um, so this kind of brings me to the, the latter question that I think a lot of people have been asking this morning, at least. Again, seeing that a national outlet yeah. took the time to write an article, not covering someone who did something super terrible. So I mean, right. I'm a national uh, columnist, and I write about local stories from time to time, but it's never, hey, this person is running for office. So what's weird to me is seeing this major publication. Yeah write this article, this fear-mongering article, just laced with um, all of the spookum terror that you can fit in an article about you running for school board as a Democrat, why spend all that attention on you? I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I think that you're an important voice in the education space, but you have to admit, a national publication covering a conservative on Twitter running in a school board race?
3: Yeah, it's weird. And I asked him that why? explicitly. And I said, like, you know, Part of why I'm running is to draw attention to just how bad things are here. And it's working because you're talking to me. And this this is now a national conversation about how bad things are in Montgomery County. But why are you? And he said, well, you know, you're a culture warrior. And he kind of, he, he put me in the Moms for Liberty camp, which mm-hmm. you and I hung out at the Moms for Liberty event. But mm-hmm. I didn't talk to Moms for Liberty about this. I'm not a Moms for no, Liberty I was going to say, Liberty you and I candidate. aren't exactly
2: members of, of Moms no. for Liberty. Uh, I,
3: but- I like them very much, but I'm not a member and I'm not mm-hmm. doing this on their behalf. I'm not using any of their talking points. I'm not talking to them, except for, you know, one of them sent me a text message after she found out after the fact. Um, but I think that they're trying to paint this as this like grand conservative conspiracy to take over the school boards. And the reality is things are so bad that even a homeschool mom is like, I need to stand up and do something because no one else is. I waited until the last possible appointment on the last possible day to file because I saw who was running and I thought, as bad as things are now, if, the, if this woman, her name is Laura Stewart, if she gets elected, it will get that much worse. And that to me is just unconscionable. I have a good, very, one of my best friends here is not happy at the school that she's at. She's probably going to get priced out of going to private. And so she is going to have to send her children to that public school that I mentioned, where you know, 7% at most are reading and doing math on grade level. And she's bereft. She, she doesn't know what to do. Um, it shouldn't be like this. It shouldn't be that people who can't afford, I mean, remember when they used to say, check your privilege, I remember right. that check your privilege that the only people in this county who have a chance at educate giving their children a sufficient education are rich and can homeschool or send private we're not rich we we scrimp and save and like things are hard but if if you're not in a position where i work from home and i can do these things then you're just stuck you're stuck with a completely inadequate education for your child or your children and it's i mean Leaving aside all the culture war stuff that they do in this county, that alone to me is, is why I'm running. It's because every single inch of professional development in this county, I get sent it all the time by teachers who are ripping their hair out. It's about how to make your classroom more inclusive for a transgender third grader than it is like how to make sure that your third grader is reading on grade level.
2: Yep. (laughs) Oh, it's not funny. It, it's it's oh, it's, it's so sad it's it awful. is. It really is. It's it's funny in a cosmic sense that it's it is hilarious and painful like watching the office mm-hmm. because it 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 should not be this way and yet it is. Bethany Mandel uh running for school board in Maryland and apparently it's such a huge story that the Rolling Stone <laughs> decided to uh publish a fearmongering piece. Thanks for hopping on. Thanks. You are listening to the Tony Kinnick cast here on 93 WIBC.
0: Awful tweets, awful tweets, the ones that no one ever
1: deletes. Awful tweets, awful tweets on the Tony Kinnett Show. On 93 WIPC.
2: Welcome back to the Tony Kinnett Cast here on 93 WIBC. It's that special time of week again. A very special Valentine's Week edition of Awful Tweets. Jerry Lopez, how's it going, man? Doing well, doing well. How are you doing? Absolutely super. So, how awful tweets work. Throughout the week, you guys send us tweets. Some of the tweets are exceptionally bad, and we read those particularly stinky ones on the air. So, Jerry, here is our first one for this week. This is by a guy named Rich Eisen. This is about the uh, Kansas City um, shooting, which, um, again, is is developing still, uh, but looks like a family kind of dispute or something that that got out of hand and the person took out a handgun started firing here's what rick eisen says nine children nine children who went to a parade to celebrate their super bowl team nine children now being treated for gunshot wounds at children's mercy hospital when are we going to collectively realize that there's a gun problem in our country and do something sensible for our kids.
1: Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. So Rich Eisen's actually a sports uh, broadcaster. I think he, I believe he used to be at ESPN back in the day. Um, 20-something people are now shot, the oldest 40-something-year-old deceased. What he leaves out here is that we do have gun laws in this country, and two of the people arrested for shooting were juveniles, so they were already breaking the law. So it's not a matter of gun laws. It's, it's a matter of criminals are going to follow the law regardless, Rich. And I don't know how we get people like that to figure it out. I'm
2: um, also I'm I mean, again, I'm 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 not being glib to make light of the shooting. I'm just making a point. Isn't shooting someone illegal?
1: It's already illegal. Yeah, it's on the books.
2: All right. I just want just wanted to make sure this next one is from Academy Award winning academic Jamal Bowman. Uh, he says, while we watched the Super Bowl. Netanyahu launched a wave of attacks and killed innocent civilians in Rafah, a place where many refugees fled for relative safety, despite warnings from Biden. Netanyahu's government is unfit to lead anything and cannot receive support. (laughs) I really like this one um, because Israel did actually end up uh, rescuing two of their hostages during this. And also, um, I'm sorry, I, I just I need to make this point expressly clear. The people of the Gaza Strip are in danger because they continue to let Hamas who they overwhelmingly support by every metric and poll available, uh, run the area and use them as human shields. So, uh, I, again, I'm, I'm not really sure, uh, how many times we have to say this, you're going to try to make me feel bad for Hamas. And also the, like the, the children that were killed, like 17 year olds holding guns. Uh, those aren't kids, those are combatants. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is.
1: Yeah, f- fair point. And also, I think Israel does a good job of selling people when they're going to come in and try to clear out civilian casualties. They don't have to do that if they don't want to. So they're doing the best that they can. But this is uh, this is uh, Rep Fire Alarm, right? He's the one that pulled the fire alarm during the vote. So uh, that's how serious we should take him.
2: Uh, well, I, I really do enjoy getting you know, uh, <laughs> advice on international affairs from a man who mistakes a fire alarm for um the exit (laughs) sign this next one is from our uh, likely democrat candidate for governor of indiana this one's from jennifer mccormick uh she is talking about a bill uh that is currently on the floor that would uh basically take away um two of the slots for indiana university board of trustee seats um elected by uh indiana university alumni so basically it would again give the Indiana state legislature the power to appoint members to the board of trustees at Indiana University. Well, here's what she said. She says the GOP extremism extremism now includes an attack on Indiana University. The Indiana GOP's leadership is telling Hoosiers they, not IU or its distinguished alumni. <laughs> Know what's best for IU. We must support our universities, not attack them. As your governor, I will speak out against such nonsense.
1: She's not going to get a chance to be the governor, so I don't think think it really matters, if we're uh, being completely honest here. I do love
2: how she's getting dragged just through the mud in the comments because people are pointing out Indiana University is a taxpayer-funded institution. My money and your money goes to Indiana University, which means... The people that you and I elect to the state legislature have a responsibility to exercise oversight over that university. Now, I learned this in like fourth grade in Indiana. We have a a rule that you usually do history in fourth grade. That's the way the standards are written. We talked about this when I was in fourth grade. I remember exactly where I was in Mr. Pickerel's classroom at Shenandoah Elementary when we discussed this. So I, I don't know what to do for her other than, again, weep for the fact that this woman was once the state
1: superintendent of Education. That's the crazy part. That's the crazy part.
2: Well, we've got some great Hoosiers here for you. And I know how much you love really crappy Hoosier journalists. So this next one is this one's just for you. So this is from Adam Wren, who uh, is just he's special. He is a national politico correspondent, um, but he's doing some important reporting here in Indiana so uh he posted yesterday that he talked to 92 year old former democrat representative lee hamilton he says the washington wise man who still sometimes rides his recumbent bike around bloomington writes a column and shows up on the iu campus five days a week about the age of the two nominees and so then Hamilton says, look, I would prefer, excuse me. <clears throat> this is how Hamilton probably said it.
1: Look, I'd prefer he would be 20 <laughs> to 30
2: years younger, but he's not. Hamilton said, we don't get what we like. We get what
1: we have in front of us. The choice is him or the other guy, Trump. And I'm not <laughs> on his side, of course. 92-year-old man vouches for 80-year-old man that has dementia. Like, this is, this is, uh, this is, uh... If you want to call this journalism, this is a slap in the face to all journalists. <laughs> this is,
2: again, this is seriously like me asking Tucker Carlson if people should vote for Trump. It's like one, well, I pick an even older. It's like asking the the oldest Republican you can think of other than Mitch McConnell if he should vote for Trump. A 92-year-old Democrat says that you should vote for the 81-year-old Democrat?
1: What a right. surprise. Now that right.
2: that's reporting. <laughs> this last one, though the rest of these were sent to us these one this is one that we sent each other uh so this one's fantastic this is from the white house on valentine's day mm-hmm. roses are red violets are blue the border deal was crushed because of you so someone from the white house posting a meme about the insane border crisis what's your take on this hermano
1: it's uh First of all, kudos, kudos. It was crushed because of him, and I'm thankful for it. Uh, but, but like I said, I, yeah, I've said time and time again, at all. it's not a border bill. This is not a border bill. This is a this is a fund Ukraine's border. This is a fund the Israeli border. Fund the Taiwanese border. This is a fund everybody else's border, but our border bill.
2: Not to mention that, but again, it didn't even shut the U.S. border. It mandated the border be opened. It it restricted the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security from uh, declaring a border emergency more than a few days out of the year, gave the president ability to just knock down any emergency. It was patently insane. And that's what we bring you here on Awful Tweets, the most insane takes for those of you who govern the country. Uh, We'll be back this time next week. Same great tweets, same great place. Jerry, thanks for stopping by.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
2: You are listening to the Tony Cast here on 93 WIBC.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
1: This is the Tony Cast on 93 WIBC.
2: Hey, hey, welcome back to the Tony Kinnecast here on 93 WIBC. To close up what's been a jam packed show today, I'd like to share with you something near and dear to my heart. It's time for just a little bit of hate mail. Uh, yes, yes, a little bit of hate mail seems like the right thing for uh just the nonsense that's been going on. I thought I'd share with you some of the darker side of the inbox and, uh, and maybe answer a few important questions. This first one is from a lady on Facebook that goes by the name of Sarah, won't reveal her last name on the air here. She says, why do you talk about education and learning like you've ever set foot in a classroom? And then everyone cheered and snapped because apparently that's a really serious burn. Uh, Unfortunately, I I do have two teacher of the year awards. Uh, One weird ecology teacher of the year award Um, from a science society in Wisconsin. uh, And every single evaluation I ever received in the classroom during my time as a teacher and an administrator was rated highly effective. Um, I enjoyed teaching and that's why I'm doing what I am doing now uh, because uh, pundit is a Sanskrit word uh, for teacher. And that is something that I learned rather recently. But uh, while you may not like my education takes, uh, I don't care number two this comes from a guy named board and uh board like the plank um which is about as far as his intelligence goes he says hey man when all seems lost and your guy's losses in november so um my guy's losses in november don't forget to kick the chair out from underneath you well i I hate to tell you this but um God forbid, if Joe Biden does actually squeak out some kind of an election victory in November, or Vice President giggles soars through, or whatever else, um, rest assured that will not indeed be the time that I contemplate ending it all. Alas, no, that is when my work will truly begin, because if you think that this chaos is going to stop either with or without Trump, with or without Biden, in the next couple of years, you are truly silly. And as long as there is chaos, I'll be here to stir that pot like an aggravated grandmother. Uh, this is from a guy named Steve. Um, he's very upset at the station. So uh, all of you out there listening on WIBC, this is it, this is it, you, and, and uh, you horrible, hateful people. He says, it's funny that the Indiana Hoosiers allow far-right propaganda outlet, like WIBC, broadcast their sports on the CareSource radio network. WIBC is the voice of hate in Indiana. Now, I've heard a lot of our hosts here, and we have a a fairly diverse range of views for being a right-leaning news talk station. I will remind you guys that uh, Abdul Shabazz is not a conservative and doesn't pretend to be one. He's kind of your old school guard Republican. Uh, Rob Kendall and I certainly don't agree on everything, um, often I think that Jason Hammer would just rather kick back with a beer than than actually talk politics. So uh, yeah. as far as the voice of hate, I will remind you guys that Jason Hammer and Nigel Laskowski are basically like the new Bob and Tom. Tony Katz is kind of like Rush Limbaugh, but Jewish and Rob Kendall and Casey Daniels are just fantastic. And any tears that you shed over them, uh, I will gladly take and store on the shelf because uh whining about wybc truly is something that will never cease to be hilarious to me i will remind everyone that there have been two now i repeat two uh petitions to stop me from being on the air one that got 17 signatures and the other that got three uh so cope and seeth i don't know how many petitions there are on uh on kendall and casey or hammer and nigel i mean hey allison my producer she may have petitions against her I i don't know what for Probably because she's a dirty Taylor Swift fan. I'd sign that petition.
3: (laughs) At least maybe I'll get four signatures this time.
2: Yeah, see, you got got to up the ante. There's a goal to set. Um, This last one comes from a guy named Gregory Schmidt. And he just simply says, are you a clown emoji? Am I a clown? Absolutely. Because if you are going to sit through this absolute circus right now, in which prosecutors don't even know where the country of Belize is and paying those they shtup, in which presidents can't remember when they were vice president. I might as well be the guy making everyone laugh. Thanks for stopping by this evening. We'll be here tomorrow. This has been episode 51 of the Tony Kinnacast on 93 WIBC.